0: This is episode number 115 of the High Impact Leaders podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Hey, welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Standard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that people may face when they're in a leadership position. Some of those things that can come up that you—they're traps that you can fall into. Because if you do these things, you can actually have a, a high propensity to actually lower your, lower the morale within your team. And one of the things we have to realize is that as a manager. We hold power, more power than what you might think. Obviously, you can hire and fire subordinates. You can promote them or not promote them. You also have the ability to approve a raise. And even if you don't have that ability, a lot of times you at least have the ability to conduct the annual review that could lead to a raise. So in essence, your leadership skills and your your moral compass have a direct impact on the careers of the people that, on your team members, the people that work with you and work for you. Um, So even if you treat everyone fairly, your impact on their lives is unmistakable. This is why having a great boss is really, it's the number one wish of most employees. They often rank that above more vacation time and bigger paychecks and less stress and all that kind of stuff. However, some managers can inadvertently destroy the confidence of their employees, and when this happens, it can really permanently damage morale. Low morale then creates poor employee retention, and it creates a, a downward spiral. So even the best executives avoid committing these bad leadership behaviors. Um, so, uh, so that's what we're going to talk about this week. I'm going to give you a list of what those things are, so you can make sure not not make them a part of the way that you're coaching your team. By the way, the episode is brought to you by LeadersInstitute.com. Uh, For details about leadership development or how to create a team culture, just go to our website at www.leadersinstitute.com. And if you have questions or comments for me, you can tweet me at Doug Stannert or contact me via my website at leadersinstitute.com. All right, so let's get on with the five ways that poor leadership skills can actually ruin team morale. (laughs) So these are five traps that you you can fall into inadvertently. They're not things that we actually set out to do, but sometimes as we're in the heat of the moment or as stress uh, occurs or as we're sometimes these things happen just in growth spurts, um, we've got too many things going on and and we're kind of pulled in a lot of different directions. So you want to be careful not to kind of fall into these traps. So one thing you want to ask yourself as I go through the list of these five things is, are you guilty of any of these things? And if are, you probably want to make a few corrective actions. Um, The first one is where bosses don't really invest in employee learning and development. Bosses, when when you are the leader of your your team, you you really want to invest in the leadership skills of your team as well. Um, Sometimes uh, the the uh, the people that work around us and work for us have a lot of potential. They they're they're doing an excellent job already, but they have the ability to do more. They have the ability to be even more efficient or to uh, be more productive for for you and for your for your company and for your team. And sometimes just because we're in the heat of the moment or we're busy, we don't take the time to really recognize that. Or uh, in some situations, um, uh, the, the person may not recognize that potential in himself or herself without a little push or a little guidance. So your lack of encouragement might actually be causing their lack of motivation to apply and seek out for those promotions. Um, similarly, company leaders who question employee potential or or push them beyond their abilities can create negative results as well. I, I remember my first part-time job in high school. I mean, a year after I started, an executive from the corporate office came in to talk to, to my boss, the franchise owner. And while he was waiting for the, the meeting, he overheard me training one of the, the new guys, one of the, the people who'd only been on the team for maybe a couple of days. And a few minutes later, he kind of pulled me aside and he asked me if I'd ever considered applying for the ship leader position. And I was kind of confused at the time. I kind of told him, "Hey, well, I'm I'm only 16 years old. I was the youngest person there, <laughs> right?" And so, and he responded with, you know, got a confused look on his face and said, "Well, what difference does that make?" Uh, and I really didn't have a good answer. And he he very quickly and easily explained to me that the company that I worked for and had been working for for a year or so had a training system that allowed every single team member to be promoted. At any given moment, he pointed to this old VHS player. That's how old I am. That's what was, that's what we used back then. Was this VHS player that was in the break room? And it had recorded classes that any team member could watch. Um, and I, it, at the time, I kind of felt foolish because I'd walked by that video recorder. It had, you know, dust and stuff on it. And I'd walked walk, walk by that that system for almost a year. And my boss had never really explained to me what it was or how I could benefit from it. And, and needless to say, I, I was a little hacked off when I, I missed out on an easy raise in pay for almost a year, just because I didn't even know about it. Um, some managers basically make that mistake. They don't tell employees about professional development opportunities, but um, and, but and a lot of times they'll do it because they don't want to lose someone or train someone new. If if uh, a person in their on their team gets promoted, sometimes they might have to bring in somebody new to to replace that person. You just don't want to be that person. <laughs> don't be that guy. The best way to build a company is to build up employees' leadership abilities. On the opposite side, uh, employees can, can come in um, uh, overly confident and seek out roles that they aren't ready for. And great leaders have the ability and, and the, the temperament to, to, um, to, uh, to uh, work with those personas and encourage improvement so that they're taking a step in the right direction. Uh, or encourage a status quo by, you know, basically ignoring that untapped potential. And so, don't fall into that trap, right? Um, the second thing, the second trap that people, that managers or leaders can kind of fall into, is poor leadership skills that create employee insecurity. So some leaders mistakenly think that by threatening their employees' job security that they're going to work harder, right? More often than not, though, this hurts the overall work workplace and, and it will kind of hurt your team morale. By pushing employees, you create an anxious sense of, of security or really you're creating insecurity with those team members. Eventually, the employees are going to hit a breaking point and an and entire team pushed and pushed and pushed to work hard for a sustained period of time. It, it, they're going to become less efficient as well. So it, it's really a flawed way of thinking, and and it's also a sign of poor leadership skills. So if you fall into this trap, you you're actually going to just make your employees feel betrayed and depressed and upset, and eventually they'll start looking for jobs outside of the company. So um, your best employees will will leave rather than work harder when there's an atmosphere of instability in the workplace. So instead their Their doubt about their place and and value initiates low productivity and uh, and you'll end up with high employee turnover. Um, I give you a good example of this. When my wife and I first met, she was a catering manager at a big hotel, and the boss, the manager of that hotel, had put in a hiring freeze in order to kind of increase bonuses. Now, unfortunately, the consequences of doing that was that, my wife, the lady that was my wife now at the time we, we had just met, uh, but um, she and the other department heads were really overworked. I mean, they they were often they often slept at the hotel in the hotel rooms versus going home even though they only lived 10 or 15 minutes away because it just, it took away that 15 minute or 30 minute round trip took away 30 minutes of potential sleep that they could have got. So at times they were working 18, 20 hour days. And eventually the stress just kind of overwhelmed her. One day um, she just kind of threw up her hands and, and left. <laughs> so just, she'd had it. She'd, it, she'd reached her breaking point. And the big boss ended up having to probably hire three new people to replace her. So be careful about falling into that trap The third thing that uh, you want to kind of watch out for is where where blame and criticism is placed on the team when something flops. Uh, This is one of those things that you have to be very, very careful, be careful of, because things go wrong in the office all the time. Nothing, a, a new campaign can flop, the media may fail to attend a press conference, a presentation can go horribly wrong. And when that happens, some bosses take immediate immediate action by issuing blame or to start to criticize the, the team members. Uh, and by the way, they just so you know, if if you're seeing this or you're if you're experiencing this or if you've actually done this, most of the time, the reason why we do this is that we we have a fear of losing our own job. You know, some, oh, my God, I'm going to get blamed for this. I don't want me to get blamed for this. So I'm going to CYA and blame somebody else for it, right? That, that, that's a, an insecurity in, of, in and of itself. Um, but if you have good leadership skills, though, you'll know that you are the person who's responsible for your team's actions. Ultimately, you're also responsible for what went wrong. So strong leadership within a company understands this. Um, you, you have to support your staff members and sometimes take the brunt of the complaints or the criticism. A, success, a successful leader will, will act like a, a protective sibling, like a, a protective older brother or older sister. On the other hand, toxic leaders often throw people under the bus and pass off blame and, and problems um, I, I give you a really good example of this. This this happened just last week. Um, I got this blistering email from a longtime customer. Um, now the the customer is a longtime customer. The person who's in the position and and working with us is is brand new. She's only been doing this for a few months, and so as a result, I I, I think she's still kind of coming into her own as as to what. A leader actually does, um, but uh, the email, like I said, was blistering. It ripped um, one of my team members to, to shreds, and I was shocked because um, this the the guy who this email was about was one of my it is one of my best instructors, and she was ripping him to shreds for violating a guideline that her company had given to us, and they were pretty simple guidelines and things that I, I was kind of shocked that this team member because he's so good would have violated that um so i started doing a little bit of, of investigating and, and when i responded trying to understand what happened she ripped into me as well so this is my first interaction with her and i'm like oh my god what what in the world did we do that has gotten this woman so upset um the emails were were really shocking to read it was it was i've I, I was floored. I I wasn't sure exactly how to respond, even though I'm in this industry, right? So, of course, we bent over backwards. Big customer, long-term customer, great relationship with everybody that we've ever worked with at that company. So, we bent over backwards to try to correct the problem. The next morning, this woman actually sent over an apology. And as it turned out, we had actually followed the process correctly. We had actually sent over some of the emails that we had been exchanging with some of the people on her team. And the problem ended up being a miscommunication between she and her team members and had nothing to do with us at at all. And I remember thinking as when, when I was reading that apology and what, which that's when it kind of dawned on me that, okay, because up until that point, I'm still worried about how in the world we screwed this up so bad. Once um Once I kind of read that that email, um, my first thought was, "Wow, I am so glad not to be on her team." Right? So um, you want to be careful when you lay blame where you start to criticize others because sometimes that that you might have to eat a little crow later. So be very careful about that. Uh, Number four, the fourth thing that you want to kind of avoid is um, sharing employee mistakes with others. Um, So let's say, for instance, that an employee makes a mistake and and It's serious enough that disciplinary action is required. Well, that matter should be handled privately. Don't make it public. Don't criticize. Don't tell other people around the office about it. It should never be office gossip. An entire organization built on gossip devalues the solid core communication that you you could have. So staff members become poor communicators. They're afraid to speak up about problems or feelings about the work environment. Uh, now, I know gossip among friends can be fun. You know, I, I participated in myself at times. However, in the workplace, it's a toxic, it, it's a toxic behavior and that causes way more difficulty. And, and I was going to say that it solves, but it, it actually solves nothing in most cases. So calling out a staff member's mistake, either to punish them or to um, make them feel bad, or to uh, just just to be critical or to make you feel better it's never the answer so by signaling at, singling out an employee bosses can seriously damage that morale and and you may cause some humiliation to that person and in extreme cases it can also cause serious psychological and emotional damage to the, the people that are on your team so this toxic behavior creates it creates an isolated company culture. Um, so, uh, it, by the way, uh, it, um, in the show notes, I'll put a link to a, um, a, a post that we created called It's a Guide to Improving Leadership Skills. And it's also got uh, five characteristics of highly effective teams. Those are things that you can do opposite of what we just talked about that, that can be very, very helpful. All right. So the last one, number the, number five, is the one that we don't often think about. It's where we're giving too much direction um because sometimes that may move us in in the opposite direction of where you want to go as well um, because job satisfaction lowers under a toxic environment created by too much guidance as well so a true leader gives more trust to their employees to work hard and meet the overall goals of the goals of the company or individual goals um, from personal experience by the way um anytime that I'm kind of micromanaged I I, I have a the propensity anyway, to feel kind of disengaged and less willing to kind of pursue activities outside of my my normal duties, you know. So, um, and you'll find that as well. Employee engagement will drop under too much direction. So, great leaders know how to find the balance between too much and too little direction. Uh, a good quote by General George Patton, he he once said, never tell someone, never, never tell people how to do things. Tell them what you want them to do, and they'll surprise you with their ingenuity. Um, now, this is great leadership skills in action. <laughs> when you train your team members, if you want to give them guidance, give them guidance and kind of bite-sized pieces. Uh, if, if you have a great relationship with your team and they need help, they'll come to you. If not, sometimes it's great leadership just to kind of let them run with the project that they're working on, help them set goals and and then praise them when they achieve them, and uh, and as a result, you'll you'll increase your productivity pretty dramatically. So be careful not to fall into those those five traps. Um, and we'll see you next week on the High Impact Leaders podcast. Bye.